God'll get you for that one. Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God'll get you for that, Walter, is produced for entertainment purposes only. Sponsored in part by Finley's Friendly Appliances. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of God'll Get You For That, Walter. Yes, he will. <laughs> A podcast all about the Norman Lear hit sitcom, Maud. Among other things. Among other things. Sometimes. Uh, today's episode, we are going over, give me two seconds, Dr. Doctor, which aired September 19th, 1972. The previous episode, which we did not mention, was Maud's Problem, which aired September 12th, 1972. Um, wow. Yes. This, this, is, this was another, like, wild episode. Yes, that, it was. That dealt with something very much of the time that is still happening today. Absolutely. Um, the episode begins with, um, uh, you know, Maud doing what Maud does best, and that's being Maud. Um, there was a hurricane at the time called Maud, <laughs> and a friend of hers calls up, um, just calls up, and Maud is pretty distraught that they named a hurricane Maud after, yes, after herself. Yes. Um, and even Carol said, now you know how I felt when they named the last hurricane Carol. Carol. Because back then, hurricanes were always named for women. The... You know, yes, they were. They, 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 I mean, today there's there's more than just. Yes, they name, they're named after men. They could be, you know, hurricanes are now gender neutral. Hurricanes <laughs> are gender neutral. Which they are. Which yeah. they they were gender neutral back then too, mm-hmm. but but they weren't named uh, gender neutrally. They were gendered. They were, they were gendered, gendered last as, year. Yes, as of uh, last year. <laughs> back then, they were gendered back then as as female, <clears throat> and um. <laughs> At least they didn't say that you were what was it uh, damaging the, ba- the naval base at Guantanamo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so the episode starts very relatively innocently. Mm-hmm. Yes, all until Arthur Harmon enters the fray. Yes. Now, Arthur Harmon played brilliantly by by Conrad Bain of uh, Different Strokes Different fame. Strokes. And what, just the dynamic between B. Arthur as Maud and, and Conrad as Arthur, like, opposites. Yes. Just polar opposites. Yes. Arthur is very, uh, to put it as nicely as possible, Arthur is a male chauvinist pig. Um, Slash Republican, very, conservative, very conservative, very Republican. As a matter of fact, they mentioned in the episode that he has a hang-up about God and sex. Yes. So, so obviously, the episode deals heavily with sex and nature and morality God and morality and all, all that things. fun stuff, which yes. uh, during the time was just not talked about. Yep. You, you, you always sex was never. Uh, taught outside of the bedroom. Well, when when did sex education start? When did they start educating people about sex in school? Um, it was it, it was in the uh, it was. Well, actually, I think actually, if you go back in in the fifties, mm-hmm. um, they did like have uh, some sex education. Well, wasn't you the can actually? Teachers? Uh, I, I'm not sure, but you can actually find on YouTube. They have these old movies of sex education mm-hmm. that they would show to the 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 uh, students yeah. but they they made sure to separate the, the boys the boys from, from the, girls. the girls i mean they even did that with me in mm-hmm. in the 90s when mm-hmm. when i was learning about sex education the boys went with the boys mm-hmm. and the girls went with the girls to learn about yeah. whatever they were supposed to learn about but normally back then in the in the 50s it was mainly about just telling you you know, not to not to have sex because if you did, you were gonna get a venereal disease, and then you know the 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 protagonist of this, uh, you know, always ended up as like you know having gone insane from having a, a contracted syphilis. <laughs> that was the crux of <laughs> sex education back then. Well, I mean, you know, 
even even during the fifties, there was a lot more God in politics. Oh yeah, there was a lot more God in politics that basically dictated to people and denigrated to people. Don't do this. God yes. doesn't want you to. Yes, yes. Which yeah. I don't know who was president. Who was president in the fifties? Uh, I have no idea. Was it, was was that um, Eisenhower? Eisenhower? I think it was. Eisenhower. I think it was Eisenhower. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. so Arthur being a product of his time, yes, very very conservative, um, and he has to he has to bring it up to Maud about uh, upcoming election and, and and asking about Proposition Seventeen, and saying that he was for it, and, and, and you know and Maud, baiting Maud. You know, saying, I'm sure you're, because I'm for I'm sure you're against it. And she's like, well, you know, it follows as the night unto the day. Exactly, right. <laughs> of course, anything Arthur is for, Maud is against. She is against. And the same, the, honestly, the same thing backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. And hilariously enough, um, Maud ends up looking in her, what was it? The, the, League, of the, women's the voters, League of Women Voters pamphlet. pamphlet. I have never seen a, a, a pamphlet about something like that. <laughs> I, no, well, I, back I, then I, it was it was pamphlets. I, I want more of that today because mm-hmm. there's so. If there's one thing that I can say about politics today is that there is such a lack of education. Oh yeah, there is such a lack of education that I want a pamphlet to tell me all of these things. Because there are like, a lot of a lot of powers that be out there that don't want people to exactly, be educated. Exactly, that's what it is. So, so for more, keep the masses in the dark. Exactly. You know, just pacify them with, you know, the latest internet craze and, you know, this whatnot. And so for Maud to have this pamphlet that goes over these propositions, mm. and, and I'm sure even in those pamphlets you would have, like, um, uh, who you would elect and who you right. would vote for. Right. Not yeah. only the... Um, not only the propositions, but also who to vote for. Right. And I, I want more of that today. I want these pamphlets to basically say, this is what this is for. This is who this is who this is for. This is vote for this person and this will happen. Like Oh, I'm sure that can, if you go online, you can you can you can find all that. Who has the time to do that? I know. We don't have, we don't have time for that. We we've we, gotta watch we, more. We have, to, we have to watch more. We have to educate ourselves. <laughs> but I mean that's I I just I love that so much, but of course Maud is reading, and there is no there such is thing. No proposition seventeen. As proposition seventeen. Arthur just did it just to. Arthur did it just to be Arthur. Just to be Arthur. Just and, to be and, Arthur and, and aggravate her. And ag- yeah. So, um, uh, Arthur Carol comes, Arthur leaves. He leaves. Carol comes in with her son Philip, who's all disheveled. Right. Um, and says, go upstairs, Philip, we'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. And Carol says to Maud, Philip was in the backyard with Arthur's granddaughter, Angela, Angela, without a stitch of clothing on, looking at each other. Yes. Now, that's how people learned. Mm. The difference between what makes a boy a boy and what makes a girl a girl. Mm-hmm. Now, to... To some, that would be innocent, that would be very playful. There's, there really is nothing perverted in examining the human body, especially at that age, you don't know any better. Right. Now, Philip, at the time, I think was like... Supposed to be like eight. I was going to say six, seven, eight, somewhere they in that. Said they were, she said they, uh, eight they were eight years old. Eight, eight years old. old. Yeah. So, at eight years old, you don't know any better. You... you it's it's that it's that level of innocence where it's like nothing. Although I, I don't know how innocent eight year olds are nowadays. Nowadays they're not so much. In, in like you know early seventies. Yeah, much much more much innocent. more innocent. Much more innocent. This day and age, yeah, not so. Much. I mean, the internet has also definitely played helped with that. Part played, of that. A, played a big role in that. Yes, um, is because everything. Everything is right at your fingertips. Yes. You could learn everything at the age of eight. Yes. So, back then, it was looked at as innocent. Right. And then Arthur shows up. Right. So, and, and it's fun. And, like, Maud and Carol, they were both, you know, oh, was, that was just cute. So cute. They were laughing so about it. They were chuckling yes, and laughing. You know, looking at each other's and then being curious. curious. 
And then Walter says, I just hope Arthur pray to God, he pray prays God. to God that Arthur doesn't find out. Doesn't find out. And well, Arthur storms in saying, Come on, Carol! Well, <laughs> and then Walter says, There is no God. There is no God. Because <laughs> Arthur found out. Because Arthur found out. And Arthur just takes the argument into orbit, saying things that really he has... No business saying, no business addressing. He, he takes it to all these different places. He's all like, these different places, like um, um, the, 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 talking about McCarthy and um, homosexuals in the Capitol. In the Capitol. Um, in the State Department. Oh, in the State Department. In the State Department. In the State Department, which I'm sure there were. Riddled, riddled with homosexuals. You know, especially if there, there were a lot of Republicans. Republicans, can you imagine uh, uh, such a thing? You know, not to digress, but I am going to digress. Go right ahead. Like you know, whenever you know the Republican conventions are, apparently, like Grinder goes crazy. crazy. Yes, it's it's true. It's it's fact. A little so, lady, little lady bugging all of us. I can't. Yes. I guess so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, Moving forward, Arthur just continues making these uh, outrageous, outrageous statements, statements and claims. Talking, uh, somehow also mentioning Burt Reynolds in a centerfold. Yes, because Burt Reynolds, uh, he, he posed for... He, did, he posed for Playgirl. Was, was no, it Playgirl? No, no it, was it was Cosmopolitan. It was, okay. It was Cosmopolitan. He didn't show everything. He, he, he you tucked know, it away. He tucked yes, it away. It was yes. tucked away. So, you know, he was naked, but you don't, you don't see everything. Yeah. But uh, at the time, that was, it was very controversial. Yes. Very controversial. But all the women wanted the magazine. Of course they did. You know, it was, you know. Sex will always sell. Sex sells. Sex will always sell. It always sells. And, you know, it was, it was one of those things where, like, Arthur took this, this, Bit of innocence. Two children look and just it's the moral decay of society. It's it's uh, pornography. It's it's all of these things. And you know, I'm not saying that he's right, mm-hmm. but there is a sliver of truth in what he's saying. Mm. And the only reason I say that is because the more people are educated to what's going on, it's the same with the internet. Mm-hmm. The internet is there, yeah. and people are educating themselves to what's going on. It all it has a lot to do with education. But where Arthur just loses the argument completely is where God is brought into the equation. Right. And, uh, you know... And, and Mark was trying to say, well, you know, the, the human body is it's beautiful. It's a divine it's a creation. Divine creation. She uses that term. Uh, that, you know, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Now, early 70s, it was, uh, you know, th- when this is taking place and this happens, and, you know, and, and Carol and Maude are very much like, oh, it's 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 all innocent. It's very, it's well, very Carol, sweet. Carol also said that her generation, Maude's generation, has hang-ups about God yes. and sex. Yes, But Carol's generation is all about peace, love, and getting back to nature. Yes, yes. But now... Here's the thing, in the, like in the early seventies, you know, they're saying that um, oh, it's 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 uh, it's sweet, it's cute and innocent. Um, however, if if that were to happen today, there's all kinds of stuff that we we, we would not look at it. Well, some people would not look at it like that. Some people, you know, because now we have like I, I remember it wasn't too long ago, like. Um, uh, uh, like in ki- a kindergartner, like he gave another kindergartner a kiss, and like bedlam erupted. Yeah, it was like you know he got sent to the principal's office, and they were saying that you know uh, he was um, sexually abusing a classmate. And there, there's a whole conversation about consent when it comes. Yeah. To so yeah. In, in term in terms of the episode, we don't know the parameters of which. Philip and Angela were who coerced her. Who, right. Who coerced? You don't know her. whose idea. It was. You don't know whose idea it was. So it stands to Although reason. Although they sort of implied it was Phillips. They implied it was Phillips. Yes. You know because because even Watson said, "Oh well, Philip, you know, he was trying to be like you because he was he was trying to be like Arthur, uh, like Arthur because he's a doctor." So, but but now it seems like um, it, it, if that were it, when things like that do happen now, all of a sudden it's like, oh, it doesn't, 
it's like people's hackles are raised, and it's like it's. Be- I, I, I honestly do think that it's because of because of these types of conversations and because of this this education. Because you know, the the older we get, we're we're obviously going to see such a dramatic shift in things mm-hmm. where. Like, if you're a child, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to have those conversations. The child is going to have to be educated Mm -hmm. into how to treat another individual. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it comes, it comes down to sex education. Right. Right. It comes down to having that conversation. And even during the argument between Mort and Arthur, like Arthur says, oh, we should not have sex education. It's, it's just, it's, it's again, moral decay. Yes. And, and he's blaming that for the, the the decline of, of, uh, American civilization. And and Maud calls him on it, basically saying, how can you, why, why did we have to take sex education out of the home? Right. What, why did that happen? And it begs the and question. And Mark points out that he, nobody was learning it at home. No they were learning, learning it at home. They were, you know, they were learning it in the street. Yeah. And Walter makes, and a, Walter makes his remark <laughs> that, you know, he, he learned it in the street. <laughs> she never had a problem. She with never it. had a problem with it. So it's, it's just that conversation of education and sex. Mm-hmm. It's when you bring God into the equation that things get really, really, really muddy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during during the 50s, 60s, and 70s, God definitely did play a role in politics. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's unfortunate only because I think God is emotional. Mm-hmm. You have an emotional, spiritual connection with a with a being. It has no place in politics. No. It has no, nope. no place in politics. No, separation of church separation and of state. Ch- separation of church and state, precisely. So, you know, again, it's the same conversations that we're having now. Look at what's going... And again, we'll definitely get to this when it comes to the abortion episode. Mm. Maud's Dilemma. But the conversation is still happening now. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with religion. It has everything to do with control. Right. It has everything to do with control. Right. Just... <laughs> if it were up to Republicans in today's day and age, uh, women would just be barefoot and pregnant, yes. keeping uh, doing things that... Like, it's just... It's so wild how times have changed so drastically and, and so much. And yet haven't. And yet haven't. Yeah. And yet haven't. So, the episode continues. Ooh. And, uh, um... Let's see. After Arthur leaves... They, Arthur is adamant yes. that Philip should be punished. Yes, yes, he wants to whether be he should be whether he should be spanked or punished or grounded or and, what happened. And and Maud is like, you know, well, well, what should we do? Like, leave him stranded out in the desert, or just, or just a simple crucifixion? Simple crucifixion. Yes, which Arthur takes offense. Arthur to. took offense too because Arthur does not know how to turn off the God thing. Right. We'll get to that yes. in a moment. Very important. That is so. Carol says, I will have a conversation with Philip. I will tell him that you, Arthur, are upset, but I'm not going to punish him. Right. And Arthur, in true to form fashion, says, so that's it for America, huh? Right. Right. Because that's that was one of Arthur's catchphrases. Mm-hmm. Because every time Arthur was called out on the BS that was American politics, he'd be mm-hmm. like, so that's it for America. Mm-hmm. So, it's... Uh, it's just really weird. It's It's weird. And the, the reason I say it's weird is just because of the, just because of everything going on today, mm-hmm. and how nothing has changed. A lot of things have not. A lot of, but now, not to say that everything has not changed. There's definitely been shifts in. There's definitely been a societal shift, mm. but there's still so much work to do. Yes. That this show came out what seventy two. It's almost been what four fifty years. Yeah. In 2022, it'll be 50 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, what? How? Why? And when you say 50 years, you think, oh, well, that was the 50s. No. no. We are 20 years into this century, friends. That's right. It's terrifying now. It's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So we're even more terrifying when you're my age. <laughs> You'll get there. I'll get there soon You'll get enough. There. I'll get there soon enough. But. It's it's just interesting to constantly see this sort of just shift in one thing, but not in another. It's like two steps forward and one, one step, step back. back. Yep. 
So, the episode does continue. I'm trying to remember what happened right before the commercial break. Um, well, well, um, Arthur is storming out and he's saying that, you know, he's never... You never know, setting foot in the house, in the house again. again. That everyone and, in the house is a bunch of degenerates. They're degenerates. And Maud is saying the only way he's getting back in the house is over her, her dead, dead body. body. You know. To which Arthur exclaims, that's good enough for me. Right, right. And <laughs> so there's tension. Right. And Walter's like, my best friend. Because he's known Arthur longer, longer than, than he's known he's Maud. Maud. Right. And Maud says, before the commercial break, now I remember. Hurricane Maud has struck again. Right. So, after the commercial break, we open at a bar. bar. Now, what's important to understand is that right up until the second season, Arthur was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Arthur, uh, Walter, I'm sorry. Walter was an alcoholic. Yes. And uh, just, you'll see in in episodes following this one that Walter likes to drink Mm. a lot. Mm. And it's addressed in, I think, the first two episodes, like very... First two episodes of the second season, it's mm-hmm. focusing on Walter's drinking, right. which huge, mm. huge, huge, huge thing. It, it addressed. We'll get to that. That's that's a later conversation, it's, but we'll get there. We'll get there. But Arthur and Walter are having a very, very deep conversation, blitzed out of their yes, mouths. They're they're completely like, and totally they're drunk. Smashed, they're but... they're plastered. Yes, and uh, they're having a conversation about God and sex. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Arthur has hang-ups about God and sex. Because, what did he mention? His he mentioned, father was a minister, a pastor? Minister? I think a pastor. They're from minister. Vermont. And the mother was the pharmacist? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so that's as a way of saying, well, why is he so, like, why is God and, you know, medicine so critical to his character? Because the father was a... Minister and the mother was a pharmacist. pharmacist. So that's what he grew up with, I guess. And, uh, you know, I have, I only went to catechism. I went to religious school, uh, I forget, every Wednesday or every Thursday or something to that effect. And just learning about all of these things. And, uh, you know, I was a Catholic until I reached the age of reason. <laughs> I was. I, I'm not. I'm not. I can to... beat that. I can beat that. Go right ahead. My mother got involved with Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. Yeah. So that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. The, there was. You had like church. It was. Uh, was it Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday? It was like three times a week, and the meetings were like you know, each meeting was like two hours long. And, and on Saturdays, you had to do the door-to-door. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. they, you know, they, <clears throat> they basically pimped me out, you know, as, you know, a little, little kid and, you know, trying to, you know, would, would you like a copy of the Watchtower? Um, yeah. <laughs> I had, I had I'm to so do that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It was horrible. Horrible. But, you know, I was the, I was the kind of kid, like, I just sublimated everything and I just pushed everything down. Like when, you know, at these meetings, like, you know, the somebody is they're just talking about God on and on and on for two hours. Like I just sat there. But, you know, my mind, I was like, you know, living out in these fantasies. I was in outer space. I was, you know, anywhere You were not there. I was not there. Anywhere but there. <laughs> you know, and they and, and my mother always got complimented. They were like Oh, your son is so so well behaved. Little little did they know that you know I, I I was you know you know fantasizing about the man from Atlantis in his speedo <laughs> while somebody's up on the, uh, the the altar like preaching about you know how how wrong homosexuality is. <laughs> well, I it's it's funny that uh, we, it's funny uh, that we have uh, these uh, conversations. Uh, when I was younger, that was how like. Uh, my uh, my next door neighbor and I would do what what Philip and Angela would do. We would just strip down totally naked and just look at each other. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, that's that's what that is. That's what I am. Okay, uh-huh. so we are we both have the same parts. Uh-huh. And then that would be the end of it. Uh-huh. So uh, 
Our parents ended up finding out. Oh. And this was, this was in the, this was, I want to say the early 90s. Uh Uh-huh. The AIDS epidemic was still going on. Mm -hmm. And I remember explicitly them saying, don't do that, you'll get sick. Uh Oh. And I'm like, get sick? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. What? Should I not, should I not hang out with this friend of mine? Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, I had been very good friends with, friends with them and their family, him and their family, right up until uh, they moved. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was just one of those things where I'm like, I'm I'm a six year old child. Mm-hmm. I don't know any better. What what am I doing wrong? Right. And you know, you later find out like that's the mentality that our that my parents were in. Right. They were nervous that something was going to happen. Right. That something that something disastrous is going to happen to me. That I was going to die. And it just all of, these are the things that of that, course. that goes through a parent's mind. Of course. And, uh, well, you know, you have to say, you know, parents are, you know, they 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 worry about their kids. Of course, you know, and so it was it was like you know they they were doing it because they wanted to protect you. Yeah, of course. Oh no, of course. I, trust me, I did not begrudge my parents for, for like what they right. told me. Right. Not until like the whole. <clears throat> not until I was in my twenties when I actually came out. Right. And um, it's just it's it's so. It's just fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's really fascinating that, like, I am so sorry you had to go through that. Oh, me too. I am so sorry you had me to Me too. That. Oh, it was horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Which is why now uh, I really, I have nothing to do with religion. It's like, you know. But, I mean, it, it stands to reason that, and uh, I under, if, you, if you have a specific faith, and you are the type of person that believes so heavily in a specific deity, do it. Right. But don't enforce, don't force your beliefs down someone else's throat onto others that might not feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, that's, that is definitely, uh, that is something that is brought up, not a lot, but often in law. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you can't have a controversial opinion on anything without addressing religion. Of course not. No. Which, there are some religions out there that are cults. Yeah. There are some religions out there that are very free and easy. Yeah. And, you know, if you have a specific, if you have a specific faith, do it. Mm-hmm. Do whatever feels right to you. Believe whatever you feel will make you a better person. But for the Lord's sake, do not... Do not force, do not force your beliefs on other people, especially really? if yeah. they don't want to hear it. Yeah, I can only imagine the, I can only imagine uh, the stories you have about being a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> oh my lord! I, well, it's just I, honestly, a lot of it is blocked because I really, I you know, in order to like deal with it, mm-hmm. I had to just sort of like you know, I'd be sitting there and I would just go off in my own little world, yeah. you know, and it was it was like you know. That was the best that I could do. Except for when then they started, as I say, you know, uh, pimping me out to, like, you know, go the door-to-door thing. Well, yeah, it's, the, it's, again, it's the innocence of a child. Yeah. A child will get will get more people involved because, oh, how cute. Sure, I'll listen to you. Yeah. And then you learn all of these things. And also making it, you know, making it seem like, oh, well, well look, he, you know, here, here, look, here, uh, you know, the, the kids in a... In our religion, they're like, oh, look how well behaved they are. And they're like, and they're, and they're like, you know, talking about God and, and everything like that. So, you know, people whose, whose kids were maybe not so well behaved or whatever, you know, are sort of like, they were like, wow, they, look how well behaved the kids are and this and that. And it's like, oh, but not, not really, not really. It was like, I was scouring the, the Bible for every passage I could find about sodomy. And, you know, and, and I was like, I was like, I was like, so what exactly, did, what exactly did they do in Sodom and Gomorrah that made God so mad? Are there pictures? Are there pictures? Like the encyclopedia of a picture of a penis and a vagina look like. But I mean, that's, those are the conversations that 
are still being had today. There mm-hmm. are conversations being had today about religion and sex mm-hmm. and how like you're supposed you're supposed to do one thing and one thing only. You're not supposed to do this other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this you can't do this other thing, otherwise this being, this this ethereal being will smite you right. for for doing this 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 thing that you're not supposed to be doing. And it's like, why? If this God is supposed to be all knowing, all loving, compassionate, understanding, you would think. Yes. Ex- oh, explain to me, Old Testament God, you did any little thing wrong, and you were dead. You were you were smited. I mean, look look at, like, you know, Job was like, Job, Joshua, Cain and Abel. Yeah. New Testament God is all of a sudden it's like, oh, turn the other cheek and you must love one another. And it's like, um, okay, they don't seem like the same God to me. Nope. They're not. Can someone explain that? They are not. That's amazing. I don't know where, I don't know when or where the shift was, but I, you know, I, uh, I have tried to educate myself to other beliefs. Mm-hmm. I will read about uh, Greek mythology and the Greek Orthodox religion, Roman Catholic religion. I will I will try to educate myself to these gods and, and so on and so forth. And it's just, it's fascinating to see the similarities between the two. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so fascinating to see, like, Zeus and Jupiter being so similar to to God. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's just fascinating to me, man. But well, also, I mean, and I actually did like a paper on this in school. Mm-hmm. The the whole um, you know story of of Jesus dying and being resurrected. I mean, you find that the 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 concept of the the dying and reviving God throughout a, a, a lot of religions. I mean, they had it in in Greek religion with um, I think it's Persephone, like goes into the underworld. And, you know, she eats, like, the six pomegranate seeds. Yep. She wasn't supposed to eat anything because she ate six pomegranate seeds. She's only allowed to, you know, leave the underworld, you know, six, six months. months out of the year. That's when we have the spring and summer. And the other six, she goes back she to the underworld. And that's when we have fall and winter. Um, and there was other, like, you know... Um, but, you, re- you know, you read these stories, and I I personally would love to do a an educated paper to do a scholastic paper on the Bible as a piece of literature. Mm-hmm. Not so much as a religious text, mm-hmm. but as a piece of literature. Right. And I think it would be fascinating to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure it's do that been probably done. not. I'm sure it has been. Oh, has to have I'm been. sure it has been. Done because there have been, especially the, the, the amount of times I've seen that one picture uh, where like it's the Bible and it has all of these tabs on it. And... Uh, if you find what was it? If you find the matching color, uh huh. That's if you if you find one passage, read that, and then find the matching color of it. That is that passage, completely and totally. Con- um. Oh God, what is the word? Contradicting. Contradicting that previous passage. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's 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 so bizarre. Well, we have it's to so talk bizarre. about. We have to as long as we're going there. We have to talk about how people will throw up to us, like, in Leviticus, that homosexuality is an abomination. Okay, this has been proven backwards and forwards. And and in that same passage, it goes on about, you know, well, yeah, homosexuality is an abomination, but it's just as bad as all these other things, like eating pork, wearing two different types of Sabbath, uh, wearing two different types of fabric, polygons. Yes, they were polygon blends. Kenny shellfish. Yeah, eating shellfish, working on the Sabbath. There's a whole list of, of things, you know. And there. people, and these, you know, uh, right wing Christian conservatives, they they love to just point out the one thing, but it's like, and, and but when you call them out on the other side, oh well, that doesn't count anymore. It's like, okay, well, you know what? Then please show me where in the Bible it specifically states, oh, by the way, all these things in Leviticus no longer apply, except that one. Except that one. Where, please show, where is the, you know, where is the chapter and verse so on that? I have, I have watched a lot of, a lot of videos, I've done a little bit of research, where the Bible was translated from Hebrew, I believe. Probably, yeah. And... Uh, the word for homosexual that was used mm-hmm. was actually translated to mean pedophile. Okay. 
where it was like, man, sh- a young man shall not lie, or a young boy shall not lie with man. Right. And that's what they meant. They, right. I don't think that they meant homosexuality. I think that, that was, as time progresses, mm-hmm. people are going to try and translate this sort of ancient text that nobody speaks anymore. Right. It is an old, dead language. Now, Hebrew is still very much a modern language. Yes. People do still study it. Yes. But the language that the Bible was written in, it's it was not something that um, people took the time to translate. Um, or they translate Or they translated it in a way that they chose to. Yeah. To, to and that was color the that words. was again that was what that was when the king the King James Bible was written what during the during the fifties. I, I have to look that up, yes, but I have to research. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure the King James Bible, which is the one that a lot of conservatives tend to use, um, is the one that has the most against homosexuals. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure yeah. someone please, just. Check our facts. Comment Check below. our facts and comment below. Comment Email below. us. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a conversation that constantly comes up. And it's going to be a topic of conversation for us to discuss throughout the entirety of this series. Absolutely. And, you know, the more the more the time progresses, the more people will learn about Catholicism and the Bible. And, and all of the wonderment that exists within it. <laughs> I say that while I cross my eyes. Uh, uh, so. Oh my. Wow, that was a tangent. The, the, the episode continues. That was an epic tangent. That was a, that was a tangent. <laughs> that and they'll get better. Oh, they'll get better, oh, yeah. friends. Absolutely. So, the episode continues with, mm-hmm. with Walter and Arthur basically having the conversation where Walter says, like, did you... You don't know how to turn the god thing off. You're kind right. of smug. Right, yes. You're, Arthur is saying how, you know, he he tries to turn the god thing off when he... Especially as a doctor. Yes. As a doctor, you have to turn off the god thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the quote, 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 god thing. That yes. was how it was addressed. Oh, we have to talk about, though, that Arthur said, like, you know, he tried calling... But he, you know, <laughs> he, he tried calling. He tried calling the house. Yes. He tried calling the Finley's house. Tried calling Walter twice. Yes, and each time he had to hang up because Arthur thought it was Maude. Yes, and Walter says, "Dummy, you were hanging up on me." Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't tell the difference between and, Walter and Arthur. And Arthur says. <laughs> My God, you! One of you has to raise your voices. <laughs> one of you has to raise your voice in octaves. <laughs> so you can tell the difference. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, which all goes back, of course, that you know, uh, B. Arthur's. You know, B. Arthur was very much raspy, not, very know, husky, husky very voice. voice. <laughs> um, just not, uh, not what was the norm back then. No. I ended up, I, I, while we were doing some research, I ended up reading like. Maud was a show about women's lib and women's mm. liberation, which mm. up until that point was not addressed. No. Up until that point was not discussed in the slightest. No. And definitely it, not on a situational comedy. Definitely not on a situational comedy. Yeah. And uh, you know, to harken back to the epi- the all the family episodes, like B Arthur's Maud was a force. Oh yeah. Like, uh, again, I'll just, I see the color from Archie's face just just draining, drain drain away. Yes. And, you know, during that time, there really wasn't a sort of sword and shield carrying um, uh, female character like that. No. So, uh, that's why we're here. Yeah. That's why we're here. True. Um... (laughs) So the episode continues. Um, Arthur and Walter leave the bar. Well, they make plans. They make plans. And then before they leave, Walter goes, two more for the road, and holds up three fingers. Yeah. Just, that's alcoholism. Yeah. And also driving drunk. Yeah. You were able. You were able to do that in the Mm -hmm. 70s and not, like, get... Not get caught. I can remember, like, um, uh, there was at least one instance where um, 
uh, me, my father, and my mother, we came back from like a family function, and my father had had quite a bit to drink, and we got stopped by the cops, and you know, the, the cops said to my you know father, you know, did, were you drinking? He's like, yeah, you know, I, I had I had I had a few. He said, well, we're, I'm just I'm just going I'm just going home, and he's like, all right, well, just just take it easy. And it's like can't do that now. You can't do that now. If you say you've had a few too many, they will get the breathalyzer test. Even if even if they just suspect, yeah. I mean, they're gonna you know they're gonna take, take a breathalyzer. They're gonna take a breathalyzer test. They're gonna ticket you. They're gonna give you a DUI. They may even arrest you. Yeah. So that yeah. that happens again. That happens a few times in the show yeah. where people will just drive to wherever they need to get to drunk. Yeah. They just did it, and and people did just do that back then. It was yes, they did, was, you know, which they they should not have been, you know, like myself personally. Mm-hmm. Like um, one of my biggest fears, it's like because like when I'm you know at an event or something uh-huh. in, in drag, it's like uh, if I have to drive, you know, I I don't drink. Yeah, because that is like my biggest fear. It's it's terrifying. Like, driving driving home in full drag and getting like stopped by by a cop. I'm like, you know, it, it, it's like I'm like, there's no way I'm like gonna get like, you know, I mean, if I did get stopped by a cop, at the very least, I want to make sure, you know, if they want to give me a I, breathalyzer, I'm you know, I would be terrified, right, to be pulled over. In full geese, mm-hmm. I don't even care. I don't care if I was no. If I was if I was pulled over while in full drag, it didn't matter what condition I was in. I would be shitting bricks. Yeah, because I'm like, oh my god, this is not going to be good. I right. like what if the what if a cop is prejudiced? What if the cop doesn't like drag queens? Yeah, but then there's yeah. always the, then there's always the other question, like, well, what if I get a gig out of this cop? <laughs> what if what if the cop really loves the way that I look and will be like, "Hey, can you do a party somewhere?" Again, oh terrifying. Oh Absolutely God. terrifying. Actually, I have I do have a, a getting pulled over in drag cop story. Um, we were we were doing a show. Yeah. That sh- show I've mentioned that my Hamptons. Okay. We were driving out there, but but my husband Frank was driving. Yeah. I was in the passenger seat, and um, he we he did something wrong. He was like, um, I think he went straight in like a turning lane or something. We weren't really sure where we were going. Yeah, the it roads are really, the, road is, the roads are all weird. The, out there. the the like you know you really couldn't see like the markings on the road, and we got we got pulled over, and um, you know uh, we said to um, we said to the officer you know, and here I am in full drag saying like. Like, I, I I have a sh- I have a show right over here at the at, and I you know mentioned the name of the place and he was like well you know you went straight in the turning lane and you know my husband was like he was like oh I'm so sorry he said I've never been here before and I couldn't really it was very it really wasn't marked that clearly was it county police or was it Suffolk County PD it was I uh, was it Suffolk County or was it the Suffolk town? County oh okay. well well I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I was it was it a white and blue car? Was it a green? It was green night. I don't know. I, I didn't know. say. Okay. I, I was like, it was. Just, I just knew it was. You know, you knew it was a cop. cop. You knew it was a police. It was a cop. And um, sheriff. That's what I meant. You know. And but you know, he just like said, you know, all, all, all right. And and there was, you know, um, they just you know let him off with a warning. They didn't issue a ticket or anything. Now here's the thing. Uh oh. Not. Quite far behind us um, was um, a, another uh, drag queen, a person of color, and Lady LaBelle, and, you know, in, in another car behind us. And I, I said to myself, I said, we just got off with a warning, but I'm sure if it was, you know, the the two drag queens of color in the other car. They may have been who have Did it? If that happened to, I'm sure they probably... Would at the very least have gotten, gotten a, out of the a ticket. Yeah, at the very least would have gotten a ticket. I don't know what you know what else might have um, occurred, but that uh, you know that's that unfortunately is a reality. You know, and that that is, that is definitely is, a reality. Um, and what people don't understand when they talk about white privilege is you know white persons don't really understand a, a lot of them. That you know that that pass that you're given, that's white privilege. Yeah, 
and lo- unlike a lot of white people, they don't grasp that, you know, those little niceties, that's what white privilege is. You know, because yeah. you know, I, I said to myself, there was, a, there was um, a conversation that my family was having with each other. I try not, oh to, get, I, I try not to get involved with yeah. any of that nonsense because as soon as I do, I end up with a headache. Oh. Um, and my, a family member, nondescript, a family member uh-huh. was, has a child mm-hmm. who they babysit for. Right. And um, they were mentioning how child was going to be taught about white privilege Mm -hmm. and the family member was like i can't believe they're doing that Um, i think that they're they're being taught in in that school that the child is being taught about white privilege in school in school okay and uh, the family member was like it's possible that the kid's parents are going to take the child out of school Uh because this is ridiculous why are they being and it's like if you've never lived it, you don't understand it. Right. And I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine a couple of days ago, actually on Facebook, where you can empathize. Right. And you can sympathize. <clears throat> but unless you've lived it, you really can't understand it. Exactly. Which is something that I have been, um, not so much struggling with, but trying to, I guess, I, I, don't, even, I don't even know the word to use, but... I would just, I need to take my time Mm -hmm. and understand that what I am saying and what is being discussed, I might not have the right Mm -hmm. to speak on. Mm -hmm. Like, there are certain things that I can talk about, and there are certain things that I cannot talk about. True. And that's, you know, that's another one of the reasons why we're doing this show, because there are conversations that Maud inserts herself into that she really has no business inserting herself into those conversations. True. We can certainly speak about white privilege. We can certainly, because we benefited from it. We've benefited. We have certainly benefited And still continue to benefit from white privilege. Yeah, it's it's just a a matter matter of fact. And I I said that night, I was like, I was so relieved that it was me and my husband that were pulled over. And not, you know, Lady Lavelle and the other passengers, because there might not have been a show. Because if if it had been the the other car, I don't know. I honestly don't don't know what would have happened. I don't know what would have happened. You don't know what would have happened. That's scary. It is. It is. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. But that's white privilege that I can say, well, I'm I'm glad it was me who got pulled over by a cop. Yes. And not them. Yeah. So. So that's that's that. <laughs> All right. So 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 Walter and Arthur they make plans. So Walter's, Walter's going to go home. Walter's going to go home. Thirty minutes after Walter gets home, Arthur's Arthur going to come over. Is going to come over. So Walter enters the house drunk as a skunk um, and starts drinking more. Oh no! Wait, before that even, Walt, uh, Carol and Maud have a sort of mother daughter thing. Oh, that's right. Where they were talking about Carol's dress. Oh, that's right. That's right. Where Maud is like a very short, tight, short blue dress. It's a, but it was a very cute dress. It was cute. Oh yes, I would have worn it. Me too. And uh, like Maud is of course being Maud, Maud. and Carol's like, it's a dress. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I picked it out. Like, what? What can you tell me about the cut, the color? Like, just compliment the outfit. Right. And then Maud goes, oh, I understand about the cut, the shape, the color. It's, it's short. It's short. <laughs> and that's, again, that's just another part of Maud. Maud. That's just another part of Maud's charm. Mm-hmm. She does not hold back. Mm-hmm. She will She will tell even her daughter where to go and how to get there. Absolutely. One, one thing that I wanted to point out was, this was also during a time when Carol would call Maud, Maud. Oh. She wouldn't call, there were, there. I mean, there were definitely some episodes where Carol would call Maud my mother, right. or mother. Right. There were also times when Carol would call Maud Maud, which would never no. have happened in in previous sitcoms. Yeah. Would never have happened in previous yeah. shows. Mother would the mother would always be called mom, mommy, mother, whatever the case would be. Would never be like Leave It to Beaver would never call June Cleaver June. No, of course not. Um, you you would never see a child addressing a mother by their first by their name. first name. No, so that was just 
That was a little bit of pump work. <laughs> um, and the episode continues from there after the conversation. Um, Walter comes home drunk as a skunk. Yes. And uh, short story long, because um, I'm trying to like piece together what happens afterwards. Uh, and and he's, he's going for more alcohol. Yeah, he's going for another drink. He's, he's like, he pours another another drink. Yeah, sloshed out of his brain, drove home drunk, and there's there's now a glass a glass that has alcohol in it for yeah. himself. So again, drunk as a skunk, and him and he ends up mentioning that Arthur is going to come over. Right, and right. Maud goes, she flips out. She loses her mind. And while Walter is addressing all the things, like, well, you know, you said that Arthur was all these bad things, but what about you? Right. You were also saying a lot of bad things. Right. Or, like, Arthur was saying bad things about the Finleys, but Maud was also coming back at Arthur with a lot of venom and vitriol. And uh, while all of this is happening, Walter starts undressing himself. Yes! <laughs> and he starts saying, well, this this beautiful body is one of the wonders of the world. Maud said it was a divine Maud creation. Maud said it was a divine creation. Yes. And basically calling out, <clears throat> calling out Carol and Maud on their hypocrisy. Right. And uh, Carol and Maud are at their wits end trying to put the clothes. Trying to redress. Trying to redress Walter, Walter. in his drunken stupor. Um... Finally culminating in, um, well, finally culminating in Maud relenting and saying, you're right. You're right, you're right. I do have a hang-up about sex. I do have all of these things, but please, please just put clothes on. Right. So, Carol and, Carol, because, yeah. because Walter was also saying, Carol, you're also not getting undressed. Right, why, right. Why, are, like, why are you all not, like, getting undressed right, right. now? And, um, they end up getting Walter into the chair Putting clothes on him, and as they're now, Walter is in his boxes. Yes, he is in his boxers. Boxer drawers. Boxer drawers. That's it. Right. Literally walking around the set with his with his pants around his ankles. Around the ankles. And in there. We we have them. Yes, we have them in there. And while 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 Walt while Walter and while Maud and Carol are helping put Walter's clothes back on. Arthur walks in. Of course, the most inopportune moment. Because naturally, that's when you're going to walk in. Of course. So Arthur like takes it, like gasps. He is a god. He is a gasp. What's happening? Walter, you know, half naked. Walter's naked on the couch and on the chair. On the chair and Maud and Carol literally on their knees trying to get Walter back into club. Yes. Um. And he says, you are a bunch of degenerates, and races out of the house. Yep. And then there's the epilogue. Yes. Where um, Carol goes to leave for work in a very gorgeous maroon, yes. maroon dress. With a slit. With two slits on yes. the sides. Very attractive dress. Yes. And uh, um, Maud's basically saying, like, Walter, like, Walter better know better than to, like, do anything stupid right now. Because he just completely and totally embarrassed everybody in the right. household. Right. Um, so Carol leaves to go for to go to work. Walter starts coming downstairs. Again, hungover. Like, the door closes and he winces, so you know he's in a serious amount the, of... The, like, walk of shame. Oh, yeah. Definitely a walk of shame. Totally. And he goes to sit down, and he slowly yeah. sits down. And Maud basically rakes him across the coals, but but softly. Yes, she does not scream at him. She does not exacerbate his trauma. Or she gave him. She, she was nice. She gave him a cup of coffee. Yeah, she gave him a cup of coffee. Basically saying, "I've never been so embarrassed in my life. Mm-hmm. I can't believe what you did last night. Right? It was shameful. It was and disgusting." Walter is just like, "I know, I know, I know." And Walter I understands know. exactly what's going on. Yeah. And then he asks Maud a very, very important question. Mm-hmm. What did I do last night? Mm-hmm. Because that's how drunk he was. Yeah, did not. Which we're all laughing at, but we're all laughing at it. But that is. But that happens. means he, he blacked he, out. Yeah, he had an alcoholic blackout. Yep, he had an alcoholic blackout. Yeah, not pretty. Not pretty at all. Not pretty. I've uh, I'm very fortunate because I've never blacked out. Me, either. I've gotten drunk to the point of throwing up, but I've oh, never gotten happened. blackout drunk. 
Remind me to tell you about the, the night I did the uh, uh, um, Ice Palace Princess with Bella Noche. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can only imagine a story about that. So, that, <laughs> <laughs> and, oh. and with that, that was that was Dr. Doctor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really fascinating to me. And, you know, we'll, we'll address this, we'll address this more in like, in forthcoming episodes. But if there's one thing that I've noticed is that in certain episodes, um, specifically the, uh, specifically like the musical episodes, because with Maud, there's several musical episodes. Mm -hmm. And whenever those musical episodes happen, it always pertains to like Maud being the center of attention, doing these big dramatic songs mm-hmm. like My Way and Smile. Um, and I'm trying to think of like another example. A Hard Heart of Hannah. Hannah, your favorite. My favorite. <clears throat> that, I could sing that song like nobody's business. Yeah. And uh, whenever it would be uh, Walter and Carol, there would always be some type of like sexual overtone. Like, there was one one episode where Carol and Walter did Fever, where uh, Walter was a patient, mm-hmm. and Carol was the nurse. The, uh-huh. the nurse, the, 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 what the hell is the term I'm looking for? The candy striper. Oh, okay. Or the, the, either the candy striper or the nurse. I right. know that she had the hat with the, with yeah. the, the nurses out. Right. Um, another example is, uh, in, I think, Maud's musical, which is, in, I think it's in, it's in the first season, I just forget which episode is um where carol is performing um what the hell is she performing and then there was one where she performed i like you very much by carmen miranda uh-huh and that was another thing that's another thing worth noting when it came to when it came to certain episodes carol was usually the um the other influence like you would have you would have florida as obviously the african the african African uh, American. The, we'll say token. I, I hate using that term, but it's the one that's coming to mind right okay. now because that's that's where I'm at. You would have uh, you would have her as the you would have her as the token. Then you would have Carol as sort of the Asian influence or the uh, South American influence. Mm-hmm. Like for uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think now. Like it, it, it was just I feel like they could they could have better chosen songs mm. for Carol. Uh-huh. Like, Fever is a great great number for her. Uh-huh. Because it's nondescript. Right. But, like, singing I, 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 I Like You Very Much by Carmen Miranda coming uh-huh. out of Adrian Barbeau's right. mouth. Right. Like, I was like, it's hmm. a little... It's a little much. Hmm. Uh, there was another one where it was... Another musical episode where Carol would come out in this very, very Asian-inspired outfit where mm-hmm. it was... But they took <clears throat> full advantage of Adrian Barbeau's body, mm-hmm. where it would just be like a bra and either harem pants right. or a skirt with like a lot of bells and whistles on it, mm-hmm. and just really interesting what they did to what they did to Ad- what they did to Carol, like what right. they did to Carol's character. Um, yeah, so that will be something to address in later episodes. <laughs> but again, it was just one of those things that I'm like. Why are they sort of sexualizing Carol and Walter's relationship in some areas? Strange. Very strange. Yeah. Very strange. I think there was even like a couple of comments where it was like, they really shouldn't have gone that crazy with the two of them. Hmm. And I know that Adrian and Conrad had a very good relationship. Mm -hmm. Like there were a lot of times when Conrad would like help Adrian with like acting roles and he he would almost be like a mentor to her. Mm -hmm. But they never really addressed the relationship between Bill Macy and Adrian. Hmm. I don't even think Adrian's referenced that relationship. I know that when B. Arthur passed, Adrian was devastated. Oh, sure. She was devastated when B. Arthur passed. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting to see this. And Adrian's the last remaining cast member. Right. Because everyone else is about Rue, Hermione, Conrad, B., Bill, they're all gone. Esther Roll. Esther yeah. Roll. Esther yeah. When did Esther Roll die? I don't know. 98, 99? We'll have to research that. We'll have that to research too. that. But yeah, it's just, it's fascinating to see, again, that that progression of where the show was to where it can be placed in today's, mm-hmm. in today's society. I know. Mm. But 
That was it. That was the that episode. That was the episode. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm worn out from that episode. <laughs> right? My goodness. And it's like every other episode, it's the same thing. You're going to just have these issues to unpack and, and digest and process. I, I feel like I went through a therapy session. <laughs> It was the religion that did it. I think so. It was the religion. It was. It was, without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. So that brings us to the conclusion of another <laughs> episode of God Will Get You For That Walter. He will. Would, if you would like to follow <laughs> me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> if you would like to follow me, you can at that Tom Cat on all forms of social media. And if you would like to follow Tony Homeperm, you can at. Uh, best place is TonyHomeperm.com, I guess. Perfect. Yeah. And all things Tony Homeperm are there. All Tony Homeperm all the time. Yes. And we'll see you on another episode of God Will Get You For That Walter. Good night. <laughs>